2: We're rolling. We're rolling into the night with the Going Off Track podcast.
3: Hello. Welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. Hi, Jonah. Hey, Benny. Benny. Hey, (laughs) Benny. What's up? What's up,
4: man? You said my name before I even got to be like, hey, it's me.
3: Sorry. I didn't Wait. mean to steal your thunder.
4: No, it's okay. I kind of like that. Yeah. It seems like right now what we're doing seems really natural and no one knows that we're like reading a teleprompter right now. It's true. Yeah. This was we're- all written by five foot two, 55 year old Jewish men <laughs> and they're hilarious. <laughs> but only funny. me and Joan are allowed to say that, right? <laughs> yeah. All you people listening here. it's written? If you're not Jewish out there, you're not allowed to make that joke. Sorry.
3: I know. It does sound like this This podcast is improvised a, it lot, does. a lot know, of the time. I know, all the time. Yeah. I think it
2: does. And yeah. they don't know. It's we hard just... to do that. That's the hardest thing to do.
3: Yeah. It's hard to make it sound natural. We have
4: a team of guys behind that wall that look all like Paul Simon <laughs> <laughs> and these ear, and our earplugs. They, yeah. They're true. right now they're, they're like Stop constantly it. feeding us updates. Cut it out. I'm about to get black bagged and replaced because
2: I'm <laughs> Black bagged. Yeah, they're going to black bag <laughs> me. Is that a term? Yeah. I've never heard black bag. What do you mean? It sounds like something really Black bag, like throw a bag over your head and carry you out of the room. Yeah, that or I mean, what's a body bag? Typically,
4: you know, okay, black big black bag.
2: bag. Yeah, okay. I just, I guess I never, never heard really this heard one? It. I don't think I've ever heard it. It's funny since that you're
4: way. since you're significantly older. Than I've me. heard of teabagged,
2: <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking that maybe that's a combination of teabagged and you know, African American men.
4: I was watching a thirty <laughs> for thirty episode about the XFL. Oh yeah, And you know they, they got to name themselves On their jerseys The most famous being a guy named He Hate Me That's what he had in the back of his really? jersey He Hate Me And they asked him why And he's like cause he hate me Cause he hate <laughs> me This is fucking brilliant But uh One of the guys, they didn't expect the fact that, you know, a bunch of jocks are going to join this thing and people name themselves like teabagger bagger and like different stuff. So they tried to get like real announcers, you know, who wanted to take themselves seriously. And these guys are like, I won't say teabagger. bagger Yeah. Pretty funny.
3: When did the XFL end? Like the year it started. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Was that the one where you could get, like, tackled over the walls and stuff? Or was that something else?
4: That's that's the CFL. CFL. That's Canadian. Okay. Yeah. XFL was the one heck? Vince McMahon started. Right. To be, like, the bloody, you know, football, no holds barred, violent, like, right. this crazy brand of football. But they forgot that, like, all the best and most talented football players are in the NFL. But they're starting it again. Really? And they're starting it under the pretense that we're like we're like the league that's you have to kneel here. You have you know like they're going to have a patriotic display. So I think like they're just trying to create like the white people league or something. But uh, was that the indoor
2: league on the on the, like a
4: No, they played the one here that? played at Giant Stadium is
2: the New York New Jersey Hitmen. What was the one that they tried to do an indoor football league? That's what I was thinking of. Indoor football? Yeah, like maybe 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, like I remember people wow. getting tackled and
3: like flipping over like the walls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah.
2: arena league. Yeah. Arena
4: yeah. football. Yeah, that is a thing. And the rules were like a little bit different. That is a thing. And yeah, and you sides. kick off this net. Yeah, I don't know much about it though. And I've never you definitely really know more about me and Brad. <laughs> more than me and Brad.
2: I actually met a guy who was in I love like how Brad's always it. like, it don't had, you remember like from 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> you, met, you met an arena football player, Brad? No, no, like a guy who was... He was either an owner or he was like heavily involved in the early days of it trying to get it going. Yeah.
4: One time in Vegas, I saw them inventing a sport in a trampoline arena. We walked into this place, it was one of those places you kind of uh, do skydiving and we look over and there's like like a half circle uh, of Segmented trampolines, like all put together, and then these weird rings on either side, and we're like, "What the fuck is this?" And I meet some wacky dude. It's like, "Oh, this is our game. This is the game we're inventing." Blah blah blah. And he had two teams, and basically, like, <laughs> you you jumped on these trampolines to each side. If you threw the ball through one of the rings, you got, like, three points. And if you went through one of the rings with your body and the ball, you got, like, seven. That sounds awesome. Honestly, they started playing, and for the first minute, we were all like, oh, my God, this is going to be huge. These guys are (laughs) flying all over the place. They're putting themselves through rings. And then we noticed the rub pretty quickly, which is like, you cannot do that very long.
3: Without Still just, winded.
4: like, dying yeah, that's of exhaustion. Intense. So it went in about a spurt for, like, 90 seconds. And the only people who were keeping up was, like, that guy who invented it who was super stoked. Right. <laughs> I bet Justin brandon has got a lot of cool stories like this. Nice segue, Benny. That almost sounded natural. I didn't even do it. It was the writers. <laughs> the guys. It was. The but guys. yes. As you may Credit guess, to writers. Yeah. today
3: on the podcast, someone we've wanted to get on for a while, long time, uh, Justin Brandon. You may know him. We knew him from the bands Indecision and Most Precious Blood, but he is also a uh, city council member from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, uh, specifically
4: freshly th- elected,
3: freshly elected as a member of the New York City Council from the forty-third district. Yeah. Yes,
4: very cool, representing the place he he literally was born and raised. Yeah, cool.
3: So Bay Ridge, I think. Yeah, and south. you can
4: see he wears like a nice suit now, but you can still see the full sleeve popping out. You can, and it's it, pretty cool. And
3: I felt like he was very. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was just going to be super, like, talk like a politician no, now. No,
4: but he just seemed like a hardcore yeah. guy. It was, guy. Like, it was like he was. I would talking, vote for him. Yeah, it was like he was talking to uh, to Shaker. Yeah, or something fun. Yeah, yeah. He no, was... I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I. Uh, and then we got to talk about that cool thing. Where his opponent tried to label him as a Satanist.
3: Yes. <laughs> and ran
4: ads that he believed in Satan and the district was going to go the way of the devil.
3: We got to talk about release secure and the conspiracy theories. Yeah. It's we we got to talk about basically everything I ever wanted to talk <laughs> to Justin Brandon about.
4: But all scripted.
3: <laughs> but all scripted. Yeah, but yeah, all right. 100% scripted. Yeah, but he's, he he's
2: it. really good at following a script. Yeah,
3: I mean, he, I I would assume just from reading speeches and stuff, he must have really developed this skill because it sounds it really sounds like he's just talking off the top of his it head. It does.
2: It does. There is it's one point impressive. where his teleprompter went out and he had to, uh, it, had to ad-lib uh, and see if you uh, can, yeah. can tell what yeah. it was. See yeah. See if you yeah. can a great tell. Job. Email a really us, let
3: us know where you think Justin's prompter went out. Justin's prompter. Yeah i like this <laughs> yes prompted a... one. It's my
4: new one
3: that should be new so yeah let's get into it right now with uh city councilman justin brandon
4: when do you have so many tattoos that you would probably do <laughs> that just <laughs> you the, might be up for i'm at right? that level yeah. like. <laughs> what's the last tour tattoo you got
0: uh probably a sick of it all before we went to australia with them yeah like with the most that was blood. like fucking 13 years Yeah, ago. yeah <laughs> i, was yeah, just I thinking, got the
4: alleyway dragon like the night before we left nice yeah i'm glad they worked that all out with mob deep you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's that that quick little sc- i love how that because like both of those people were from new york and they're kind of chill that was, like, a non-issue before it right, started. Right, there was no big lawsuit. No, it was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah they could use it. I don't yeah, care. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was all, like, cool. Right. I was there like, was oh, some, like, L.A. band. that would have oh, been a lawsuit, been, trial. Yeah, through the mud, <laughs> chasing a Cherokee around. <laughs> <Something> yeah. <nuts. laughs> yeah. I was wondering on the way here, I thought it would be funny, like, I know I read in a lot of your stuff. We're going, by the way. Look, okay. This is how it goes. You know, they did, at Sick of it all, ended up doing a song with Mob Deep. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, not long after, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the song. It was it was one of their bigger songs. I hope it didn't get lost in like the mix of like Judgment Night when everybody <laughs> was doing that. Yeah. This was years after. Yeah. I love Judgment Me Night too. though. Yeah, it's a good record. Long. Classic. Can't front on that. I was I was reading in some of the interviews. I know you're like wanted to shy away for now from like big electoral politics and stuff. <laughs> but in a fictional world, yeah. I was wondering if you got to run for something major and you could take any band member from your past mm-hmm. as an actual political running mate. Like a vice
0: president? Yeah. Who do you think? <laughs> Definitely you, not Artie. Maybe <laughs> Rachel? <laughs> yeah, Rachel would be good. She might be yeah. good? Plus, she's in LA now, so she'd get me the, like, the West Coast vote. Oh, there
4: you go. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Who would be the best running mate? And she family. was always like the mom of the band, you know? So she would like keep shit together and stuff. So she could be good like behind the scenes. Do you know if she's still doing her, her, the work she used to do? The autopsies and stuff? No. Now
0: she's doing. What do you call it when you do like. It's like an autopsy, but on something that was removed from someone.
2: (laughs) Oh, Uh, a
4: biopsy? biopsy? (laughs) Oh, really?
2: That's a good definition. Yeah,
4: she's doing that now. (laughs) Just for a little clarity, this is Rachel from Most Precious Blood. Used to, she was in a band called Most Precious Blood, right. and then her job was giving autopsies. Yep, it was like I went to see one once. It was pretty wild. You did yeah, it was nuts. And she worked. It in was one. as
0: close as I could get to what what people say is a religious experience, wow. because seeing the inside of someone like that it made you made me. This took me a while to process, but. I was just in awe of how many things have to go right inside our bodies to yes. live for me to live since I started the sentence. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that blew my mind.
4: We are walking miracles. We really are. We yeah, are. We the totally amount of are.
0: things that have to fire at yeah. the right time and it's just incredible the before you get into disease and all that just as a healthy person yeah yeah, yeah. the amount of stuff that's got to happen was just i was like wow
4: hundred that was really blew my mind just to like i think about that sometimes just to like wake up in the morning alive that's with like sound mind and body Mm -hmm. is like throughout the history of everything is just truly remarkable just even and how many systems that you don't think about had to work properly through the night so you Wake up. Yeah. You just kept breathing for some reason. You know? Like (laughs) you didn't you didn't think about it. You weren't trying. Yeah. (laughs) Oh Oh. yeah, that was wild. That was wild. Uh, Jonah, take I feel like you could take us on a journey with this. You know, Jonah is often on a journey <laughs> through time and space. He's oh, yeah. on a proper...
0: Did you ever do that stuff where you float in the uh, salt water? Oh, the
4: float lab?
3: The, Are you into all that stuff? Dep- the S- deprivation stuff? I haven't done it. Yeah. No, I have a lot of friends who've done it, though. It's supposed to be cool. There's a couple places here you can do it.
4: Yeah, No. I see them everywhere now.
3: Yeah, it's becoming very popular. Can
4: you open them from the inside? That's what freaks me out about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have ones where you're not even in the thing. They have oh, ones where they just turn off okay. the lights. That's scarier- get me out of it. Well, the scarier ones
3: are the I'm
2: good! <laughs> <We're> <laughs> the shit well, you get traced, you can so, trip, you know, someone you di- can start
3: tripping. Someone, someone died in one of the, you know, there's a cryo-freeze, it's a big one now, too. Oh, yeah, where you yeah, go where in the sh- super like, cold. Shock freeze you. really? Yeah, you oh, go, really? Like, two, 100 degrees, 200 degrees like below athletes zero. and stuff do it. Yeah, but, yeah, and someone did it, like worked at one of the places and did it and like was really short or something and couldn't get the off switch. Oh, my God. And like, yeah, it's like this horrifying That's like the Hulk, but like different. Yeah.
4: and But nothing <laughs> cool happened. They just froze. They just, they just froze, yeah. yeah. So, they yeah. become, like, impervious to him. Yeah. No. It's a shame that that doesn't actually happen. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, that's how the Hulk... Like, well, he was alone in the how room. Did the,
3: how did the Hulk... He was a doctor, right? I can't remember. I'm getting this confused with, like, Dr. F-
2: Banner.
0: He was alone in the room, and he was like a doctor, I think, and he just decided, let me see what happens if I he got hit with gamma radiation yeah but didn't okay. he do it on purpose <laughs> i don't, don't know so. I, I think it was c- an
3: accident i'm getting this confused with that movie the fly yeah oh, <laughs> he yeah, did yeah. it on purpose <laughs> he did yeah. it on purpose
4: goldblum went in willingly <laughs> he was act- yeah. asking yeah. 100%. for trouble 100 percent remember that when his uh fingernails come off when he's <laughs> oh, like yeah, transforming yeah. <laughs> it's pretty gnar i like that movie that's a yeah. good yeah. movie that is goldblum is just underrated in general
0: yeah you yeah. know i
4: just <laughs> saw him was
0: he in a super bowl commercial uh, yes, for uh, that Jurassic, they're still doing this with the dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. in Enough. a car
2: commercial where he's he's test driving the car and he's pretending that he's getting chased
4: by dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mostly sat out this year. I tried.
4: Yeah. 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 I tried. I wanted everyone to lose. But <laughs> I'm very happy to see Tumbridge. Can you believe they yeah. fucking lit up the Empire State Building green and white for the Eagles? Yeah, man. What's going on there? It's probably because yeah. our governor's running for president. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I got to start paying attention
0: to some other states. Yeah, you know? getting
4: out because I'm like, come on, I but didn't see the Liberty the- Bell get painted blue. <laughs> the Giants have actually won them. I didn't see Philly doing it, <laughs> but anything I feel like beating us. Boston was like slaying.
0: It. There was like, I oh. didn't, I didn't care about either of those teams. But beating Boston is, you got to take it as a victory for New York.
4: Yeah, but in but good. in the context of football, <laughs> the only team that had beaten Boston in this whole dynasty had been New York. True. Like we're the only ones who took it. It was
2: ten years ago. I was I, I I realized it was ten years ago. The the amazing the best game in football history. David Tyree catch off the helmet and then I oh. yeah no. So we're talking about <laughs> it was the, oh. the Giants wild card Giants defeated the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Patriots had not lost a game all yeah. year. Yeah, Giants were wild like card enough already.
0: You know.
2: Yeah, it it was getting old. I mean,
4: that's the cool thing. Now that Tom Brady lost again. Now at least there's a conversation over like who's the best. Yeah. If he won another one, it was just like he's Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, that's like it. you it's can't over. fuck with yeah, his yeah, thing yeah, yeah. anymore. Now that he went like eight times and he's like got three losses, yeah. four. Yeah, right. like he, you know, he's uh his Achilles heel is there. People, you did know. you
0: see actually? Did you see how they described? I gotta pull this up. Did you see how they described like the people who were like looting and stuff? Oh, yeah. Looting? As it's like what? a real
4: double standard. Overzealous fans? Yeah. yeah Was huh? that what I yeah, heard? Exactly. got yeah. wait, in Boston? Yeah. No, the, no, in, in Philly, Philly. They oh, got really? a bunch so, of white kids flipping is, cars what, over. It's basically like you just change yeah.
0: a couple adjectives and verbs, right? Exactly. This is from yeah. Associated Press. Philadelphia is cleaning up after its late night street celebrations <laughs> where some overzealous, overzealous fans, fans smash windows. Yeah. Climbed traffic lights and trashed some convenience
4: stores. Oh, only some. Just some. Oh, okay. <laughs> not a big deal. Yeah, maybe the, the
2: NFL can pay for. Here's those what fucking I don't stores. understand.
4: <laughs> maybe you can explain this to me more. Is like on a grand scale. I obviously understand the subcontext of what's happening here. Sure, but is there really someone at the AP? like, overseeing this to, like, like, make sure it's that way? To, like, whitewash it? Or or are they just that aloof? I can't believe that if I I get it, who's, I'm just some schmuck, (laughs) that someone who works at the AP doesn't. Well, people did pick up on it. I mean, they were bugging out
0: about it, saying it was such a double standard. But I don't know. I don't know if I, you mean, like, do you assume that someone did that on purpose, or are they just, they have this inherent bias that they're so blind to it that they're...
4: I think the inherent bias argument... You can't even make because a schmuck like me picks up on it, which means a whole lot of people right. pick up on it, which right. means someone whose career Should is know. journalism would be attuned to that before they print it. Yeah. So it has to be a conscious. It's thing a great to argument. Make it, I, yeah, you know? I mean,
0: you'd hope that enough people looked it over to be like this. You know what? do You, you know.
4: And that's where I wonder about. Like, I do believe journalists are good people, and but I've maybe it just goes up the ladder to Dr. Evil and someone just changes a couple
3: adjectives, you know? <laughs> Justin, you went to school for journalism? Is that true? For a little while, yeah. For a little while? For forum for journalism. Was that something you thought you would end up doing or?
0: Uh, I always loved writing. I mean, I always just, I think it, it was just um, something I never learned how to do. It just, I guess, came natural to me. So um,
3: it seemed like, ah, I guess I'll study journalism. Were you big into like zine culture and that kind of stuff?
0: Um... I had a couple of my own zines. Um, I always loved correspondence. I love uh, the written word, you know, and I think I always was drawn to letter writing and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like if someone wanted to interview me, it's like, oh, could you email me the questions? Because then I could take seven days to give you yeah. my, this great response. So I was always drawn to that kind of verbosity, I guess. Um <laughs> But I was never like, I don't think I ever wanted to be like a reporter, but um, I was, I always just like, that's still to this day, like my favorite way to communicate. I think now as an elected official, I have to be a little bit careful with like what I put into, you know, writing, but it's just more comfortable for me to um, communicate that way. So I guess I thought, well, maybe I'll do this. And then I was, you know, I wrote a lot of the lyrics for the bands and stuff. So that was just always like a, a sweet spot for me.
3: Yeah, I learned you wrote a lot of lyrics from this video I saw about the real Justin Brannon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <said it's>
0: great. <laughs> what is this they did this whole um the ca- catholic warriors league Yeah, yes oh i said they made that up too. a joke it I was a, it too. wasn't real it right? wasn't real no, no that wasn't because i no. got it I saw no some... i mean it was real like it was it was the video was made by my opponents right it, okay, it wasn't so it was... an actual angry bunch of catholic people oh I, right they right. pretended oh
4: but it was and act- they made up the catholic whatever yes, league yes. Oh, oh i okay. thought it was an
3: actual organization no that, well, that was the idea Okay, so this was more like this oh, was that's like so a, dirty. This was like a <laughs> political move to like
4: get people Ugh. to be like oh right
0: to okay. get to be like look at look how we're not we're not outraged. The Catholic Warriors League is right, outage. right, right. And now we're advocating for the Catholic
4: Warriors.
3: I thought you were saying like my oh buddies my made it because it's kind of like no, like,
0: no, no. I mean, and honestly, when that came out, I was like, like I knew it was inevitable that that stuff was going to yeah, come up. Sure, but this came up at like you know there was like forty-eight hours to go before my election, yeah. so it was like it could have gone either way. I mean, I think people knew, me. I've always been wide open with where I come from and all sure. that stuff. Um, but I mean, look, if you take it out of context, you know, some people don't get that. You right. Know? And I sure. understand that, you know, yeah, and but yeah, yeah. I think what was the most frustrating for me was like with that album cover, we were never a band, any of my bands, we were never a band that was like, just wanted to... Um, insult anybody? There was always like something a little more cerebral, thoughtful, than that, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like, sure. hey, let's put a you know a, a bomb on the Virgin Mary to insult a bunch of Catholics, like, right? Th- there's way easier ways to do that. That sure. was not where we were coming from. So I think the most f- frustrating thing for me was that I never had the opportunity to because it's a piece of art. People are just going to see it and take what they get yeah, from it. They're not going to hear my, you know, seven paragraph explanation for what we meant. Sure. They're mm-hmm. just going to see it and judge it and f- feel what they feel. Yeah. But I think now, I mean, you know, I think people were more people were like defending me than, than were like, you know, jumping on the dog pile about that. But um, I knew it was going to
4: come up eventually. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Maybe since you were so open about it anyway, people are like, yeah, we know. But right, it wasn't like I yeah.
0: pretended I was like, right. you know, uh, an altar boy. And like they on earth. Oh my God, you're in a thing. band. You know? yeah. <laughs>
4: um, Do you think it helped that? you could always go back to the fact that you guys were into, like, straight-edge vegan? Like, do you think if you came from a more, like, if I ever, wild side of metal or something, it would have been looked People at? still
0: probably think that, right? right? Like, Like, I used to always say, like, we weren't... The type of band that was like going to the bars or like strip clubs after the show. Like we used to go to the hotel and watch like CNN. Yeah, like we were a bunch of nerds. Like when everyone else was putting M80s in the ice machine, sure. especially towards the end, where you're like the last thing, you know, you just want to go to sleep and get to the next show. But there was the the com- what's what's tough is that those conversations never. Go long enough for me to start talking about how positive this whole scene is and was. Right, right, right. You know, people just see it and they think what they think. They see, you got to think of it as like, The your the wife of your dentist, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Someone who just has no idea about anything. (laughs) They see skinheads, they see a bunch of white guys, usually shaved heads, tattoos. Oh well, they must be racist Nazi skinheads because that's all I know, right? So so there's it's all those things. It's the worst of everything that just becomes the assumption. And I think that's the most frustrating thing that, because you, you're so misunderstood that you're like, no, that's not what it is. But you, there's no, there's never yeah. an opportunity for me to talk about the sharp movement, right? right? It's just, <laughs> it right, never right. gets to that level. <laughs> yeah.
4: So that's the most frustrating. So you gotta piece. like, just recognize that. Like, like yeah, look, I get to it to so some people.
0: It looks yeah. crazy, but blah, 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 blah. And you just hope that, you know, you, you hope that people know you and trust you well enough to know that like, yeah, You know, not to mention I was, like, 18. Like, it wasn't like, this is something I did last week and I want to run for office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But it it was an interesting conversation because I think that because of, I always like to make, I always like to make the the analogy, like, right now, there's probably photos of a future, like, Trump kind of just flipped everything on its head, right? Yeah. But right now, there's probably photos of, like, a future president doing, like, keg stands, like on MySpace, right? right? Sure. Totally. And someday we're just going to have to deal with that. That twenty, thirty years from now, when he or she runs for president. And there's a, you know, you're just going to expect that this stuff is out there. Whereas, like, even in our generation, when we were growing up, thank God, like, YouTube wasn't around yet. Oh, yeah. Like, if it was, that would be a real problem, right? But all that stuff wasn't around. All this sort of immortalizing, all these immortalizing platforms. Yeah. It It didn't
4: even take that long. I mean, even, like, like John Kerry windsurfing photo doesn't even do what it used to do at this point. That's what I mean. Like, think about, like, I I don't know if you guys remember, like, Howard Dean. Like, he was running for president. He he just screamed at a rally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: the next day, was his it. campaign was over. That was it because they considered that was unpresidential. unpresidential. All yeah. I did was yell like Yahoo. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Uh-huh. So the game has totally changed. But sure. depending on where you're running, you know, it's there. Everyone isn't there yet. They still right. expect. I think what it is is that they still expect their elected officials to be held to a, a higher standard, which I totally agree with. Like sure. now that I'm an elected official, like there's certain things you have to act like. But I'm not going to change who I am. But I think because of of how we've sort of been trained to th- like we we think our politicians are hatched from eggs or like dropped from outer space with no history. Yeah, no- yeah, can yeah. you imagine if there was YouTube when like JFK was growing up, like that kind of stuff. That people, it's just a whole new paradigm now yeah, yeah. because your history, your your past is going to be totally out in the open, if not like broadcast and then immortalized. You know, <laughs> so like even with us growing up, if I hadn't been in a band then I still would have sort of an anonymous... Pass right? right, but because I was in a band, like all my stuff is yeah. sort of right. out million there in the open. Yeah, there's still people I mean, like now even yeah. too. Like you hear, like you know, friends of mine whose kids are like applying for colleges or something. They'll like the parents will tell their kids like make sure you wipe your social media because they know yeah, that totally. people are gonna go look at that stuff. Right. So it's just an interesting paradigm that I think eventually we're gonna have to realize like if our democracy is truly supposed to be by the people, for the people, of the people, like that means you elect people who have had struggles and have overcome sure. issues and maybe we're not maybe you know have had broken hearts and made u-turns and got arrested you know they're real people like they're not supposed i always feel like it's if you expect your representatives to be cut from some different cloth and you're guaranteed to be let down because yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't expect them to be regular people yeah well you know? and if
2: you do find somebody who can Is that who you want? You really want this guy who's so pure that he's got to be a fucking psychopath. Right, I want to be, I want (laughs) to relate. No, I want to be able to
0: relate. If I'm going to elect someone to rep, like, I was elected to represent 150,000 people that live in these neighborhoods. Yeah. To some degree, if I'm, when I go to vote, I want to, vote for someone who i feel i can identify with that i can say oh right.
2: they've had a flat tire in the rain and yeah. they had a they had a girl cheat on them and they but it should be the best guy that you can identify with like not the george bush syndrome of like yeah he's exactly like us <laughs> right. it's just like the guy i was talking to at the bar last night you right. know well, no there- it should be the best guy in your fucking graduating class <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? but it like- depends right
0: that might yeah. not be the that might they they always say i mean every every election cycle they say do people vote but based on who they feel is the person that they could they want to get a beer with? Yeah. that's what people talk about.
4: No, yeah, but see, but that's the thing. That with can't the, be the only way you measure. But it. that the George <laughs> thing, and you know, I always hear that argument from the left about that, and like the thing I think people don't understand is the scope of people's problems and what they give a shit. You know, like when you're out. Maybe if you're in like a rural community out of nowhere and you're just doing this, like the problem that's in front of your face is kind of the problem you care about. Right. And world oh, politics yeah. and all this shit, sure. they maybe don't either trouble themselves with or, or don't still don't choose you want to be like exposed the best to.
2: fucking like, guy to resolve no. your local problem? I think, I I mean, think he-
4: sometimes they want. Whoever the fuck is just going to fix the problem in front of their face? Or I mean, the I think the, re- like, think the reason why it, for me, you know? the reason why
0: Trump got elected is because he sold people a bill yeah. of goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sold people on hope and change, knowing full well that that was never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. He was never going to be able to deliver it. But people, that's what they want. They want to hear. He knew they were desperate for. You it. You want to hear if this guy's going to give me a
2: this guy's going to give me a job? Right. I yeah. need a job. I'm going right. to vote well, for him. Well, every exactly. candidate had been promising him all this stuff for eons, but he's so fucking different that they're like, oh. Maybe he'll actually make it happen.
3: Yeah. He's he said he candidate. was going to open like specific factories and yeah. stuff. And
2: like, he said a lot of things.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you say, like, in that spirit, what do you say to people who are, as a public official, who are just like, especially now, like, so disillusioned with politics yeah. and are just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. It seems like a bad soap opera. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you say about people who, like, it's hard for them to even, like, want to vote or get involved because they're so sure.
0: I mean, that, you know, in my when I gave my inauguration speech, part a big part of my speech was about how that's who I was. I never right. voted. I was totally disillusioned, disaffected. I never thought this stuff mattered. Rents due on the first. I got to buy groceries. I don't care who the president is because it doesn't affect my life. It's right. it's hard to make that connection. I think Trump is the first time where people can make that that del- that that linear sort of thing where stuff that he says is a f- is is directly affecting sure. people's lives whether it's because of anxiety because of immigrants or whatever it is where in the past it was like yeah the president he, they comes it changes but it doesn't affect my day to day
4: yeah um, it's literally it, changed like who I am.
0: Right. So, and that, like, but this 100%. is like the first, right, yeah. it's the first time ever, right? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, when yeah. Clinton got in or Obama, it's like, wow, like Obama got in. It was like, wow, this is inspiring to see yeah. that this guy can be president, but it didn't really affect your day to no. day. Whereas now it's a whole thing. So, yeah. um, I still, I think that's how I fell in love with local government because I, I felt like. The old white guy on t v with the white hair wasn't really speaking my language, but when I saw that you could if you wanted to affect like real change for real people in real time like that kind of thing, local government was where you could do it because the 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 pace is so much quicker than what goes on in d c you know and I think stuff that is is spoken about in national politics sometimes can seem so like like ethereal. It's like these talks about these huge issues that are like colossal whereas like I'm like filling potholes and like right. you know making yeah. sure a school has a gym and you know so it's it's more that hand to hand combat that I was like oh this level of government I actually love because it's the city I grew up in it's all this stuff it's not all these conversations about these giant issues where nothing really ever happens. What um, do you
4: have to do like like when I understand, like, the people you answer to and how they can directly hit you up, basically, if there's problems and you can address it. Like, who do you have to go up the pole to to, like, get money for that stuff? So, I mean, there's a whole system, right? There's a system
0: of how much money we get out of the city budget that, you know, we can allocate to different um, uh, organizations, nonprofit organizations. And then, you know, what I'm trying to do is sort of demystify the role of local government so there's there's a um a process called participatory budgeting which means you instead of Instead of the old school politician saying, I allocated X million dollars to this school and everyone thinks he's a hero. Meanwhile, all he did was take your own tax money and allocate it. it If they build a new park in your neighborhood and (laughs) that guy wants you to be like, thank you so much, you know, councilman so-and-so. All you did was take my own tax money and decided the best place to spend (laughs) it was (laughs) on on that park. park. Yeah. I want to demystify that so people see, like, this is where the money comes from. This is all of our money, and together we can decide where we spend it. How do you plan to do that to make it more transparent? So there's a whole process now that a bunch of council members are doing where you take the pot of money that you're you're uh, given to allocate and you have like a vote on it. So hmm. instead of me deciding on my own, you you put up to vote. Like here are five projects that people have been suggesting and people come and vote for which one gets funded.
4: And then and you just hold like a... Yeah, you, know,
0: you have like town halls, you have votes and you, know, you, you run it like an election. Yeah. Um, and people then can see like this is how it works there's no magic to it you know and then they also can see that how long some of these projects take right like there are i'm gonna cut ribbons on projects that the guy that my predecessor funded like eight years ago right that because of bureaucracy everything takes so damn long that I'm going to, you know, the newspaper's going to come and take a photo David of me Craig, cutting hey. a ribbon and I'm going to be like, I had I, I nothing to do with this, <laughs> right, you know?
3: Right. <laughs> it feels good to cut a ribbon, doesn't it? It looks like it's fun.
4: It's cool. I mean, it's a, you know, what it is, but it's like it's you know. Here's the thing: Do you have your own giant scissors? Now? No, I need to, I I need to invest. I need to get a giant scissors. I need to get the- anyone who's listening is a friend of Justin' <laughs> birthday, Christmas, like you know, what I need? I need One of those big prices, Right checks that yes. I could say. Here's the you know whatever it is. Here, P.S. Whatever um, you need, cool ones or like hardcore ones somehow. Yeah. You know, like the like X like X scissors or something cool. I don't know. Like hedges. Just yeah, like everything went black. Like yeah, that. you
3: get the work gloves. Yeah, the yeah. whole deal. Yeah, X yeah. them up.
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> I think you, you raise an interesting thing, right? Because <laughs> politicians, in the most part, want to. I don't know if you saw recently, like Governor Cuomo put. Like all these LED lights on some of the bridges, right? Everyone's like, what why who who asked for that? Why yeah. do we need that, right? But it's because people politicians ultimately want results and they want to be able to take credit for stuff yeah. right now. Right? So and they take a lot of heat if they don't though, right? Right, so but then but then sometimes you ignore the stuff that actually needs to get done. Right, right. Because I'll give you for instance, right? There's like um let's say in some of the old public schools in my district where they really need new wiring, new electrical wiring, right? And they're desperate for it because in as technology advances, they just can't. A friend of mine told me a story the other day about a teacher was in a, a class giving a lesson and his Whiteboard or whatever it's, uh, went out because some other teacher was making like a thing of toast in the other room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So no. that kind of stuff, right? Okay. So the schools need this stuff, but when you when you reduce a school's wiring, yeah. there's nothing to take credit for because it's all behind the walls. Like right. you just walk into a room and go behind those walls. Some nice wiring, you know who did that, <laughs> Councilman Brown? <Brennan>. Coaxials, <laughs> right? Man. So no, so, and so instead <laughs> they say. I'm just going to give the school a hundred laptops because it's like, right. here they are laptops. Yeah, I can touch yeah, them. Yeah. I can feel them. I can taste
4: them. I can take a picture with them. And but no program, no like right, it's initiative
0: just because like, they want to yeah. just have that initial bang for your buck because right. most of these guys are not taking a long view because they want the credit because they want to, you know, they want to think about their next, thinking about their next move already. Right, their right. next, where am I going to go next? You know? Um, so, because of that, you know, right now, in the state of our subways in the city is a disaster yeah. because we're focusing on sometimes these topical cosmetic upgrades without doing the actual work. Like, yeah. in my district, they just redid um, the Bayridge Avenue station. It looks gorgeous. It looks like it's out of Berlin, right? It's beautiful. But the same old trains arrive at the station <laughs> that take forever. The same, you know, the same shitty service. It, because fixing that stuff they celebrate the station right, fixing right. that stuff is there's to nothing pick, to celebrate to picture opportunity but right. right but doing a photo op of hey look at this shiny new station it's like yeah okay great the average person thinks wow this is
3: fucking they're, getting great. Stuff yeah, yeah, they're getting stuff done yeah, yeah. but
0: then they don't think about well but when the train comes it's the same train you
3: right. Know? right I was talking about, you would probably know the answer to this I was talking to the other day you know how not all of the stations are handicap accessible. Almost, yeah. almost yeah. crazy. It's like none yeah. of. I don't understand yeah. how they can redo them. Isn't there like some kind of law where you have to make them that? way? It's one? a huge issue
0: that ADA. They're out of compliance. That that they're re, we just we just had a big discussion about this because they're spending millions and millions of dollars to do these station upgrades, right? But they're not making it any more accessible for people. It's like insulting, and it's like having things that are ADA compliant. It's not. It's not convenient. It's 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 a human right. Like you have to do this, but they just get. Away with it because oh the elevator doesn't whatever it is we're gonna do it at another station whatever that's exactly what I mean it's they're they're fixing stuff like they're putting in Wi-Fi and new benches and you're like no one asked for this like yeah is it cool to check my sure but I'd rather get to work on time and I'd rather the guy who is maybe you know has a different ability than I do can use the train just like I can and it's because it's the same reason it's because that kind of stuff is. It's not immediate, it takes a long time, and it's just not as sexy as the bang for your buck of, of a shiny new station with a new mosaic and a yeah, new whatever yeah. it
4: is. Is any of it like just the actual ineffectiveness of like the MTA and stuff? So, because I mean, I just watched, you know, I live in Jersey City, I just watched them put a uh, handicap elevator into my path. For the last two and a half years <laughs> it was crazy yeah and you know everything delayed within the first week it was broken the thing moves like molasses it's like a laughing stock yeah. in the neighborhood and like that's where sometimes when i you know i'm almost always for not making things private but it looks like when i hear about the issues oh, of sure. penn station yeah. with everything running into each other and how behind they actually are like do you think any Privatizing of that stuff could actually help. I know it's. I mean,
0: I think you know it's tough, right? I, I of course, right. But then you know when you get into like labor agreements and you want things to be done union, which I'm a union guy, yeah. right? But there comes it's like I remember um, years ago they were, there was a um, some company that was doing like some pipeline project in one of the parks where I in my district now, and we wanted them to do a uh, a community benefit thing basically if a if an organization comes in is like tearing up your neighborhood you can basically do a deal with them to say look what are we going to get for you guys tearing up our neighborhood for three years and we wanted them to like pave a uh kind of like a track around a park just like to walk or bike or whatever and i don't remember the exact figures but it was basically like if John's construction company did it, they could do it in like a week and a half for like forty grand. But if the city did it, it was going to take like a year and a half and right. be like four million dollars. And it's because what you have
4: to offer the like, there's things a bidding, to the bidding, the RFPs, people, the bidding, the, yeah, the labor, right. you know,
0: there's a whole thing. Yeah. And in that is the bureaucracy. I mean, sure. so they so I'm. Every councilman, well, not everyone, most of them get, get committees where you have like, a, you're a chair of a committee and you can do hearings. So I'm the chair of the contracts committee. So I get to look at stuff like this where oh, okay. you can say, okay, why does it cost $4 million to build a toilet bowl in a park? Mm-hmm. And when you dig into this stuff, it's insane. There's, it's, it really is bureaucracy. It's that there's, yeah. there's, there's like, People, they're just paralyzed by it because there's so much that has to be done and all this yeah. stuff. And what ha- what you're seeing now is elected officials are shying away from those projects because they're worried that they won't be around right. to to get the credit for doing them just because it's all so convoluted
4: yeah so Continuum. like when i
0: said i'm going to cut <clears throat> ribbons off my predecessor it's because he knew he had to do it because it was the right thing to do but he's not i'm going to invite him to come of course because yeah. i'm a nice guy
4: but
2: you but don't, I have, don't have, to. have to yeah yeah
0: and 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 he, the reason why a lot of
4: these guys don't do this stuff is because it takes too damn long and who who suffers the public the people suffer. yeah so i mean but i can even understand it it's like you your goal is to get into civil service or something. And you really want to like make a difference, but you're going to get no validation or credit for the difference you make when you're there. I mean, I can understand that's a tricky balance and you can
2: lose your job and you could lose your job You don't get a few photo ops. Yes. It's a tough balance. Like I'm all
4: about like at the end of the day, it's politics.
0: (laughs) 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 There's a great saying that I always mess up. It's basically like, you know, uh, you have to worry about, you have to plant seeds for trees whose shade you'll never enjoy. Yeah. Right? So, sure. but in politics, that's like the opposite of what people want <laughs> right. to do. Right. So I think you have to have a balance where you're like, look, I care enough about my neighborhood to have run to be the guy to represent all these people. So I need to care enough about taking the long view that right. after I'm done being an elected official, I'm going to go back and continue living right. in the neighborhood where I grew up. But along the way, you do want to get some wins because you want to get reelected. But it doesn't. I think the the issue here is that it doesn't have to be this way. If John's construction company can do it in a week and a half for you know one percent of the price, that that just shows that there's a systemic problem. And I think now finally. you know, the, the um the council is realizing it's just enough is enough and we have to get to the bottom of why this stuff is so expensive and yeah. why it takes so long.
4: Sometimes I wonder when I hear stuff like this, if we're in this weird middle ground between when the world was super religious to the world becoming humanistic. Right. And like I feel like one of the issues we have right now. And I know it's weird. You're talking to someone who's like almost a lifelong atheist or agnostic, but whatever the fuck I am. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, but I wonder, like, there is something to say for a person who's sitting there. And if you have a deep belief in God and faith, you'd be willing to make that decision to fix the wiring because God is going to recognize your ability to do this and you can actually do the right thing and make the moral decision. And now you have people who are only like quantified by their own results, only validated by their own results. We haven't gotten to a point where being a humanist is actually revered where like you can make these decisions and actually be validated for it. Right. I wonder if we're in this weird middle ground where like, I want to go to heaven as a guy that got reelected. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need my reward now. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. I don't
4: know. It's, it's what it's do hard... you think, Jonah? Uh, <laughs> you think you think if there there would be more honesty in politics if there was more godliness? And this is not coming from you. Like, think there a needs Jesus to be more free. godliness. I don't know. No, no no, at no, no, The no, thing claims
2: to have. The God point I make. Them. The point I'm making is the
4: <laughs> basic idea that if you feel like you're not answering. To people, right. you're just answering to this thing that's yeah. watching every tiny move you make and right. all the little minutia, and you get to go. You know what? I'm gonna fix the wiring of that school because that's the right thing to do. Big ups, <laughs> and then and then like and you're just leaving his, hands. and then you're good. Like you don't even need that validation. That's the point. Well, I'm yeah, making. that's the point I'm making. Clearly, I don't want Pat Robertson. You know, getting the VP. Well, it's an interesting point,
0: though, because you sometimes, usually, on these really colossal social issues, whether it's abortion or immigration or you know. Where you'll get these electeds who come out with these insane positions, yeah, and they basically blame their faith, right, yeah. they're like, look, I'd to. love to I'd love I to do to. the other thing, yeah, 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 but I gotta do this thing, yeah. and it's like you were elected to represent people, which means you got to listen to
4: them, right? right, not listen to like the voice in your head, well, you I know? think we're seeing the the biggest problem with the lack of separation of church and state oh, right yeah. now, right, yeah. I mean,
3: yeah, do you think like this is like? some of the stuff is generational though like do you think like people like your age and stuff coming into politics or do you like kind of are more open these more progressive ideas or do you think there's always going to be like i don't know like mitt romney's out there or whoever
0: i mean i think i think we're i think we definitely have the numbers i think our generation is just this is how we are like you know um but you'll still come across folks who seem like they're from a different planet, you yeah, know, yeah. even though they grew up around the same time and I assume had a lot of the same experiences. Um, I guess it's just, it's depends on how you come at it, you know. Um, you know, look, there's some people who, you know, when they were in third grade, we're talking about how someday they're going to be president, you know, and I think it, you, some folks live their life a lot differently if that's what they're, if they've, that's what they've decided to do. I think you'd live a pretty boring life if you feel that you can't do anything wrong because you're afraid that someday you're going to you know I think that I think if if there's a real paradigm shift where it's like it's okay to elect leaders who have flaws and and have overcome challenges and that kind of thing then hopefully it'll open it up to more real people running for office and not right. folks who are like hiding stuff in their closet because that's what they think they have to do in order to get elected. Right, right. You know. Right. But I, I can't see it. I mean, I think it's only gonna get more and more progressive and, and more and more folks who are just um willing to open up the process and sort of turn it back over to the people to say, This is what goes on, you know. Um I hope so. You know, at least at least around here. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. You know? Middle America, I mean, you know, I went out to Iowa. Uh, during caucus for for you know, Hillary, and it, you know, seeing like the homemade Trump for President signs and stuff like outside people's mobile homes, like that was like, wow, okay, like we got some work to do out here. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um,
4: going to be a minute.
0: But you know, I think I think that's the whole argument over the you know the flyover states that people pay so much attention to the coasts that you know we kind of have our, our shit together out here, you know. But that this isn't all of America. Yeah, you know, and and we'd be wrong to take for
4: granted that there's, for sure. you know, um, and you know that, I mean, you, that's one of oh, the sure. unique things about being in a van, you get to see every around. state yeah, All in, yeah, and not on a bus, not on a plane, right, and like a when real, you're, yeah. When yeah. you're fine in your own way and you're it's insane. eating the
0: food yep. and you get to see the real, yeah, really and the clubs it. you play are never, uh, you know, in the good part of town no,
4: and, no, you yeah, you know, often, so not. you get no. to really see like <laughs> yeah. America, you know? Yeah, for sure. You guys ready for mystery friend? Mm-hmm. So ready. Mystery. What's this? Mystery special friend. segment. Oh, boy. So this is a special segment of the show where we take a person from your past. Oh, boy. We find out a funny story. Okay. You need to elaborate on the story and then guess who this friend is. All <laughs> oh right? Oh, <boy>, yeah. So <laughs> the person I spoke to told me the first time that you ever got in touch with them, uh-huh. they were furious Because something came over their phone that made them retrieve the message from you from a 718 number because you used something called short mail. What the (laughs) hell is that? I don't know. Apparently, this is how you got in touch with the person. Okay. That you had such a bizarre beeper or cell phone situation (laughs) at that time that they were super annoyed Oh, my God. It's uh uh Josh Truskill. It is. It is yeah, Josh yeah. Truskill. I think I sent yeah. him
0: like the first ever text message. Message Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, like Watson. Come here. Oh, is that what short
4: it. mail was?
0: Who the hell knows what <laughs> it came That's up on what his he phone? he said short mail. probably Short mail. Hills Mall mail. I know. For him. Um, for him, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think... Yeah, I remember him telling me. I sent him... We were playing a show in the back room of Chrome...
4: Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh God! In heaven. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Probably two thousand three, two, one something. That's a classy place. Classy for people
4: who don't know. It. I don't yeah. know. It. It's a beautiful central Jersey bar. It used I, to like, be the Hunka ballroom. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> and then we used to do a lot of teen nights and such. And for some reason, all like those shitty venues in New Jersey are all in this like old bridge yes. Sayerville yep. area, okay. which is kind of by the bay and a little. Tr- this is pretty trashy. I'd safely say. My, so my sent, brother's a VoTech teacher there, so I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> <laughs> you got the street cred. Yeah, I got cred. Um, that absolves you from criticism. <laughs> um,
0: I must have sent him the world's first text message, because okay. I remember him That's saying he couldn't find it on his phone. Yeah, because he's like, he bro, i figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> he said he had a flip,
4: like a sprint flip phone, and he didn't know what it meant, and he had to go retrieve it from somewhere, which he didn't understand. <laughs> from the local post office. So that was- so he actually gave me two. The other one was apparently now that we've guessed him was uh, most precious blood wound up on a Haypri tour. Yes, I guess Josh had had brokered a deal to yeah. get you guys on the Haypri tour, you a stop. and then I think we're still paying that back. And then with, it was it was ten k apparently. No, that he really. gave to hate no, that's yeah. Ten k back then was
0: like
3: a big, yeah. big yeah. dollars. It's yeah. a lot of Harvest yeah. Records. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. And apparently, within two or three days, Jamie had called to Josh complain. to complain <laughs> that you guys, I guess, particularly Rob, on stage were, we're was just trashing. bashing the tour. <laughs> you,
0: we always remember wound that? up with those singers. I remember being stuck <laughs> yeah. in a van in traffic in France with Artie indecision. Okay,
4: and another, another surly character. Yeah, and
0: we and um, we were discussing. I think. There was an offer to do Warp Tour, I guess. I don't know. And all Artie was saying was like, "Yeah, okay, they give us Warp Tour. I'm gonna get up there and tell Kevin Lyman where he could stick it." <laughs> and we're all like, but "Then why should <laughs> we <laughs> do it?" Like, yeah. we're like, "Artie, they're gonna kick us off the tour." <laughs> so no. They won't. They won't. let them try. And we're like, "They're gonna kick us <laughs> off the tour. Like, it, yeah. That's gonna happen." <laughs> it's yeah. So easy to do. Yeah. 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 Shit <laughs> about us. easy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and then um,
0: we got to this. We're stuck in traffic in a hot van in the middle of france and i remember like what am i like that was like the beginning of the end you know yeah. where, and like you know, a couple of the guys in the band were like oh it would be so cool to finally do warp tour and he's like i'm gonna get up there i'm gonna tell him about corporate punk and all this stuff and like and i think thinking back i was like oh that would have been pretty funny but yeah. at the time we were like why would you just shoot our, us in the foot like I mean, that you know it's logical
4: what you guys <laughs> yeah, were yeah, thinking yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Like yeah. it does make sense <laughs> That's I, funny. I, I, I don't did, think I ever knew that Hatebreed complained, though. They did. They called Josh. I think Jamie <laughs> yeah. called Josh what, what, directly. What, what was he saying specifically? He's probably your making f- I, it was probably a
4: real... I think he, he was like big time in the tour. Because, I mean, Hatebreed at that time was like oh, they were proper huge. big. I yeah. mean, like, like I don't know what venues that was in, but it must have been I don't, remember. I don't even remember the tour yeah. it was. Yeah. They, they were the. That's when people were like, "Oh shit, you can make money playing hardcore? Right? For yeah, they were fr- yeah. really
0: catching fire. He yeah. was probably just saying, "Oh, talking shit about buses and yeah." yeah but it was yeah. only because we didn't have our own bus. Oh, yeah. Like you know, it's always because you resent
4: the success of somebody else but at right? that time i mean like there was unless it was for to maintain our own street cred like but there was something different then because i went through the same thing because before any money got into the scene it was still there was an absolute rejection of anything like that and, yeah. and i went through the same thing i was booking elks lodge shows when uh when people started getting booking agents and using right. contracts and I remember the first one I got was from H two O, and I literally called Toby on the phone. Bear in mind, I'm like 16, and I think I booked you when I was like 16 as well. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? You know, this, this is bullshit. And I'm calling the guy who's like 10 years older than me, just right. like totally could ruin me in in so many ways. And I'm just like, yo, this is bullshit. I fucking booked you guys all the time, blah, blah, blah. And, on, I, and he's like, oh, kid, yo, kid, that was a club contract, kid. You weren't supposed yeah, to be Yeah, we're going to send you the DIY yeah, yeah. contract. And then I ended up such a little dick fucking sharpieing the entire contract, <laughs> circling like the money and right. like water and food and sending it wow, back like, 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 like an it. asshole. Yeah, you're right, you because know? maybe it was that. I mean, maybe we always, both
0: bands always sort of like indecision would play with avail one weekend at wetlands and the next weekend we'd play with mad ball right like we were always sort of yeah i think both of those scenes embraced us and stuff but it was maybe it got to a point where we were like just so self-conscious or self-aware that like some people thought we were like i don't know yeah still playing you know uh, the stag like 13 or something in philly and then playing like the, you know, the Troubadour or something yeah. that we
4: felt like we had to say, look, we're still, we're still yeah, cool. Yeah. Keep the punk <laughs> yeah, keep the punk. Keep but then the we almost got kicked cratties, off though. the fucking door. <laughs> and since we're talking about old stuff, I have to talk about it too. Now, you guys played, this is going way back because I must have been 17 or 18 when this happened. So we're talking 96 or 97. Right. Played a VFW in Heightstown, New Jersey. Okay. Or around there, Heightstown, Bordentown area down south. Was that with Bound? Bound, yes. Yeah. And my old band, who is called Full Circle Swing, was also <laughs> on the show. Now, uh, now Bound, the guy ended up singing for Kid Dynamite. Yeah, right? yeah, Jay yeah. Shevchev. Okay. Right. Yes. Um, X-Bound X Bound X, X and then Dana, the drummer, ended up playing in like Reach the sky and a lot of okay. cool bands. She's a badass too. Well, didn't one of those Jersey Skinhead bands play that show? Well, like Niblick Henbane or like somebody <laughs> no, like no, that. No, um, Blank oh, Seventy Seven. One of no, them? no, no. They were like oh, these Jersey them. Skins
0: from. Um, they were they were like Sharp Skins, but oh man. Oh, like uh,
4: not Clubber Lang. No, uh, oh man. I can't I wonder remember which band you're talking about because yeah. I did know a bunch of those kids. Yeah, oh yeah. man, the singer was like really like Diesel. Oh my God, I'm never gonna remember. Tip of your tongue. Yeah, well. But anyway, we're yeah. at this show, <laughs> and and uh, you guys were supposed to play last. Tears of frustration. Oh, I remember them Yeah, yeah. No, that really. wasn't them. I don't think that was yeah, them. No. But. um <laughs> But so we're about to we we're, we're playing a show, and we were about to play next, and your drummer started putting his stuff on yeah. because you guys wanted to play and leave because it was one of those like, it was like nine bands, yeah, so yeah finally we just in retrospect, I totally see what you were doing <laughs> at the time, I was like again, yo, fuck this <laughs> like. And and I ended up like, like going hey, up to your drummer and be like, no, oh, no, nah, nah. like, <laughs> you know, you guys are the headliner. And this, yeah, this is
2: bullshit, man. Like everyone's going to leave. And I'm like,
4: like, you know, trying to like play him out. And he got like a little mad at me uh-huh. and he started getting a little loud. I don't remember his name. Right. And totally randomly, my father was at the show. Oh no. And my father comes up behind <laughs> me going like, oh, Ben, we got a problem. <laughs> my dad's like. Old big Jewish guy from the Bronx, like right. he's up for it. You right. know? And, like, <laughs> so so, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, this is the weirdest my thing dad ever. Like, like a punch my dad's got the fucking
2: decision. <laughs> this is fucked
4: up, man. So I, so I went quickly to like diplomatic mode. Right. You know, I got the promo. I'm like, all right, all right. Let's like let's figure this out.
0: Like and, that guy was gonna be any help. Please.
4: Yeah. But I ended up. You guys didn't play till later. Like right, my we, bitching we actually. Down, man. Won. We stood down. That's- we didn't want to go against your dad, man. Uh, it was funny, though. That's I, amazing. Yeah, this when this interview came up, I was like, oh, my God. There were so many shows where either you were the headliner or you were playing last, right? Like, right.
0: there's a difference, right? Oh, big difference. But there would be shows where we'd just be sitting there and it'd be like, oh my God. And eventually, you just get sick of it and you just go up and go, dude, and the proner was always 12. Yeah. <laughs> we had no control over anything.
2: No, yeah. No. Bands yeah. are just
0: showing up, like, yeah, we're going on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'd be sitting there being like the nice guys, like, well, they we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then meanwhile, it'd be one thirty. Yeah. And they'd be like, turning the lights off and we didn't even play. So Headliner
4: is the opener at a VF- W. awful yeah this is the worst so i think yeah.
0: once we finally got wise to that we'd be like oh no we gotta we gotta go on yeah. now
4: yeah. <laughs> no blame again in retrospect it was a don't good don't blame movie. you right. and also in retrospect i don't want to see a show with more than three bands oh like, so that's i say you guys two bands
3: it. you guys american nightmare yeah. Beautiful. It's great. Perfect. Yeah. yeah
0: those great. long shows are just the worst. Uh, I Ugh. can't
4: do it. I mean, you watch you literally watch the life get sucked out yeah. of everybody there, yeah. including <laughs> yeah. the people who are supposed to be there to enjoy it. Yeah. By like band six, everyone's just I mean, done. some of those yeah, yeah. some of those
0: fests, like you see the lineup and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. And you just get exhausted just, just can't
3: thinking about it. Yeah, my yeah. back hurts just thinking just about standing it. there. Yeah. I know. I'm
4: pretty sure fests <laughs> at this point are just be on the flyer. Like, I think you're actually like, <laughs> you're actually doing more for yourself by being on the flyer right, than actually I playing. agree with that. I like, agree. For sure. Yeah.
3: I had a question about Artie, yeah. about indecision, but um, I remember when Release Secure came out yep. um, and it's like sort of blew my mind. Like I was doing that zine Law of Inertia yeah, yeah. and we got a copy and like, I was like listening to it a lot. And like, I remember running into like a classmate and being like, what the oh, hell, this is a cool album. I was like. Yeah, it's about how like the government actually started AIDS and they have a secret <laughs> cure and the And I remember people being like, "Dude, what? This is like the not like." Early yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was it? What was sort of it like? Kind of like promoting that record and kind of putting out there. Was that something you guys were all on board with?
0: I think a bunch of us got a copy of Behold the Pale Horse. Okay, and I think now it's like there's so many books like that, but back then that was like the Bible for that stuff. All right. And. um conspiracy theories were nowhere near as prevalent and mainstream as they were then. Yeah. So having being like oh I read you, read Bell the Pale Horse it's like you're in on some secret cult. Totally. You know? <laughs> Meanwhile there's like 6 million books printed. You know? <laughs> but um I think we just I definitely fell in love with that stuff and it just seemed like um it seemed like just a cool theme, I guess. We didn't really write the record. I think we kind of turned. I think we kind of saw that there was a theme after the fact. Like we didn't sit down and say, "Let's write a bunch of songs about how the Illuminati is real and the Bilderberg Group and all that crap." Um, but, um, but back then, I mean, it was wild, you know, because people were like, "What?" We we even did like you could write to us and we would send you like. Like a document with like all this stuff from books, we were like insane. Like write to us if you need more information. I remember going to Staples and printing the copies of it. Like I don't even know what was in there. I love that. Just like photocopies of like you know the black hand and stuff. Um, So I think we were some Artie and I were into it, and I think we just kind of took it and ran with it. But um, we never really got too into it on stage and stuff, or spoke about it. And then the band broke up so soon after that that we never really got to kind of build off it you know yeah. but it got a lot of people talking you know it's crazy now to see how mainstream that stuff has become yeah, like huge. info wars and stuff totally. that like the average person is like yeah man bilderberg group they ruined the shit it's like back then it was like what like yeah. no one knew about if you spoke about that stuff they think you're a lunatic yeah and right and now it's like Infowars and all these guys have made it like it's
3: like oh yeah man mason's Persons. run the world yeah, like you it's, know it's flat too by the way i don't know if right. you heard that
0: right <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's like think about that right back then it was like you know, you had to go to like some weird bookstore to find this stuff. Yeah, right. And now it's like everyone, everyone just assumes. Now I feel like it's gone so far across the dial where no one thinks that anything just happens by coincidence. Yeah, yeah. everything is some freaking conspiracy. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Which is nuts.
4: It's like no. Yeah.
0: Sometimes shit just
4: happens. Like, I've gone to almost like the other arc where I'm like, I used to think. Right. now, I'm, right, everything right. was like something, and now that I'm getting older. And I've seen the fallibility of people long enough. I question more and more how one group of people right. can keep can something quiet for their entire <laughs> life and pull right. off anything. Because yeah. right. I think well, can people A pull it off and B keep and it quiet you it for quiet. your entire yeah. life. Like like the idea that there's. More than ten people involved with anything, and they all died with their secret. Yeah, fuck that. Like, like, that's not the way people work. One of them gets eighty, and is like, nope. Right, I'm gonna be the one. You know what I mean? Like, they always do it. They always do it. I just don't. I don't believe. I I think think people are too dumb to pull it off a lot. That's part of my thing. The cynicism is healthy. Like, I think it's
0: good for people to somehow want to look behind the curtain yeah but once you start thinking that there's a curtain for everything you get a little insane i mean sometimes people
4: are just idiots who fall into dumb shit yeah that's that's, true you know but it is
0: wild i mean that's that's something i don't think about much but it blows my mind that all of that stuff has become so that people talk about this stuff now like it's just oh yeah Bilderberg Group. They, they, yeah. They
4: run the world. Yeah. You yeah. kind of like an old school, like, yeah, I was onto that shit. <laughs> like a little bit. But at, it was so I long ago. I like their first that- Bilderberg's first record. <laughs>
3: I, remember, I remember it like blew my mind. And I was like explaining it to people. And right. everyone thought I was nuts just for like
0: <laughs> right, listening right, to this. Right, right, yeah. right. Now you're like an oracle.
4: Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> the other, um, Jonah lives under Denver Airport. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I also wanted to ask about Caninus. Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. what? That's
0: the best. Yeah. What were you guys thinking? No, I mean, <laughs> I, that, loved it. I
3: remember this—the hey peak split. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how did that? How did that come about? And like, how did you record that? And to give someone context, this is a hardcore band you guys had where you had an actual barking dog. <laughs> it's so, was, two, dogs. So two. two dogs. Two dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Two dogs singing.
0: We actually have another oh. album. In the tank, I think is the industry term. Yeah. Okay. Um. That Richard Christie played drums on. No way. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we got the we have to finish the all the dogs died so we have oh, to, yeah. we got to figure that out. But um, um, I don't remember. I don't remember. We might have to do like the doors. What's the al- other voices like after Morrison
3: died? Uh, um, some guest you could get, guest yeah, dogs. You could get. I mean, I feel like hologram. I hologram feel like if, if Stone Temple Pilots can get a new singer, you guys can find a yeah, new dog. Yeah. yeah. and Chain. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um,
4: you gotta. To find the cover band who's really <laughs> yeah. good the cover yeah. dog and then just poach him that's I how think that we works got more, we got
0: more mileage out of caninus than any of our actual bands <laughs> which is like insulting and fantastic all at once um one of our dogs we always rachel and i always adopted uh pit bulls and some of them would have i forget what the term is but it's like it's like they're they want to if you come near them, they they have this aggressive thing where they want to protect what they have. Right. I forget what the hell it's called. They won't bite you, but they'll be like, "Yo, this is my stuff. Don't come get it." So we had a couple of dogs that were just overly verbal. Where if you'd like give them a bottle they'd put it in their mouth and you just look at them across the room and be like, give me that bottle. They go, so we knew that we could get them to, 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 you know, um, what, what do you call it? Roar on command. Right. So we just were like, this is cool. And I think at one time, maybe people were over my house or something and there was music playing in the background while someone was like messing with one of the dogs, playing with one of the dogs and the dog was growling. We were like, yo, we should do a band with the dogs growling. (laughs) And, um, and that was it. We recorded one song, and um, and then like people started calling us and wanted to put out our records. And we put out like a bunch of records. <laughs> um, and I actually listened to it on Spotify the other day. Oh, it's on Spotify. I, I wasn't happy with their selection though. They only have our first seven inch. Really? And yeah. so,
3: what was <laughs> he, he, was Hatebeak? Someone else, or how was
0: Hatebeak? Was from Baltimore. Um, they they had a parrot that sang
4: um, <laughs> how did but you I, guys find each other i don't know <laughs> in those I, days he, he, i like, don't
0: remember probably through like fan mail yeah. or something through a telegram um they but i think they mess with the parrot's voice a little bit like okay. we were the real deal right we, so would the, you record the dog separately yeah, yeah so okay. we do the music first okay and then we would record the dog's just raw audio of the dogs growling and then we would go into Pro Tools and and like do like phrasing with right. the growling like rough, 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 rough. What else? to make it, we did a cover of um, an Annostic Front song, I think Victim in Pain and it was like rough, rough, rough Rough, 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 and like Rachel (laughs) did like the pitch that was like rough, rough. Yeah, it was great, and um, but yeah, it was cool. So we we have a whole other record, but um, we just have to we have to do the uh, the vocals to it. I think that'll be our final. Album?
4: Yeah. Do you have? Do you play music? I'd love to get my dog on. Yeah. yeah guest man. track. Guest track. Sure, <laughs> man. We're open. to you can, it. He can. Collabo. You can sound crazy. Yeah.
3: Do you play music at all? Do you, do you have time or? I
0: have acoustic guitar that I pick up basically any time a commercial comes on because okay. I have like bad ADD. Hmm. Um. And I just bought a um. It's this little pod that you like. You could put your headphones into it, and you could plug it into your guitar. The and I-Rig it sounds- thing?
3: What's it called? Is it the iRig the one that goes in? I you have you the iRig. The it's like a black kind of rectangle
0: yeah but it's it's just headphones and then you can like switch it to to different like it's pretty versatile you could do like a Marshall. oh it doesn't or, use the phone no no phone, no oh, phone. So yeah
2: it's, it's a little amp in there
0: yeah it's basically like a preamp that goes oh, from your cool. headphones it's really cool um so i play on that sometimes too but um indecision always talks about writing new stuff but i think and we had a new song we were playing for you a guys
4: couple, are all still in touch and yeah oh well, yeah, yeah
0: i mean we still play a couple times a, a couple times a year I am. um but we've we've all you know, everyone's kinda of getting tired of playing the same, you know, playing the hits, you know. Right, so yeah. I think there's an urge to write new stuff, but like also, you know, it's that same sort of, you know, you don't want to like mess up what people might look back on as like their favorite stuff. It's like you know Billy Joel puts out a greatest hits album, and then he puts that new song at the end, like you guarantee it's gonna suck, oh yeah, just yeah. if only because it's up against all his his hits, you know yeah, so yeah. I think and and I think it's also hard for me to sit down and write the way I wrote when I was like sixteen, yeah, I'd have to like it kind of feels fake, like I could listen to like undertow for a month and then be get into that space, right, but I feel like that's not. I don't know. It's not real, you know? Yeah, like, that's it's true. Be like, "Well, these were the chords I wrote on orthodox on. So I will only write songs with these chords. Yeah. It doesn't feel like sincere."
3: Yeah. Well, know? I learned that you did automatic writing from that real Justin Brennan movie <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: did. The Catholic Warrior League yeah. uncovered that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I still I don't do that much anymore, but um but every once in a while, I think the more I do politics now, the more I miss being creative and doing that stuff um it's a little harder because some of the guys i mean rachel is on the west coast and uh bago and pat the the rhythm section both have kids so they're super busy um but anytime we get in a room it's like yeah yeah, yeah, we don't have to you know we don't have to rehearse these songs like muscle memory just just plays them but there's always that urge to write something new but it's like what are we going to do with these who the hell you don't go to see a band, like, even, like, Sick of It All, like, they put out all these great records, right? They've been, they've been put out 95 records since yeah. Blood, Sweat, No Tears. People still yell Injustice out, G.I. Joe stop yeah. And it's like, dude, we put out 55 records yeah. since then. Good records. Good too. records. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. But, like, it, you're always going to have that, yeah. you're going to have that issue. It's whatever you know? people fell
4: in love with. That's it. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. That's it. Um, and you can only disappoint people, basically. Yeah, you're only yeah. going to, yeah, exactly. There's you know, no reason like, to make it unless you guys really. If we make love it, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I was wondering, like, <sighs> the difference. You know, you were in music so long and still are, and now this. Like, what's the similarities or differences between the way, like music pr and like political pr honestly it's like exactly the same same. shit like the the people that say
0: wow it's so weird like you were in a punk band and now you're a politician it's like the same shit it's the same hustle it's the same hitting up mad people yeah like (laughs) making connections and, and building those relationships and you know being strategic about stuff and like oh i i need to work with these guys because x y and then i can offer them this and they can offer you know it's the same thing and the same way that i would hand out flyers to a show i would stand outside the subway in the morning and hand out cards with my ugly face on it saying vote for me it's the same having that background like really i think it kind of prepares you for anything but like with politics, it's very much it's the same self promotion. Instead of yeah. instead of promoting your band, you're like promoting your yourself and your ideas and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I found it to be very very similar. I never thought about it like that until I got into it. But right. it's the same kind of thing where it's like you need something to get done. You figure out how to do it. Like you don't wait for someone else to show you how.
4: Um, Is it the same way where like if there's like a uh, young hot band that like all these like big PR people are like sure. oh I want to work with them if there's like a young hot politician or they're like big timey publicists who are like oh we're going to we're cons- going to make them even bigger. They have or,
0: like consulting firms who right. who do stuff who these guys are geniuses because basically the candidate wins or loses they're still getting paid. Right? right, right they right. still live to fight
4: Regardless. another day. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but um, but yeah you see I mean like you see like Bernie right? I mean he's not exactly a new guy on the scene. But the, all the people in his orbit, or even all the people that were in Obama's orbit, that then took that and built on it, that now they yeah. have their own companies and and stuff like that. So um, he's got a good PR machine. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's very much it's very similar. Like you gotta, you know, it's it's all it's just the same kind of hustle, you yeah, know.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, which was cool to see because it was like getting up and going, standing in front of a train station to hand out flyers or hand out my my palm cards or whatever. It was like, yeah, I've already done this, right? Like right. I wasn't saying I signed have a train, but it's the same shit. You Did know? you hand
4: draw them? <laughs> no. Yeah. Just, just, they were hand numbered. Yeah. <laughs> Limited edition palm yeah, card. Yeah. Silk screen. <laughs> I still, I really, I think you need to get like X'd up ribbon cutting scissors. I really want someone listening to this, like a good Hedges, friend of You just need the and, big like, hedge cutters. I know, yeah. but I'm thinking like nice handles little triple x like the swatches going on i don't know this is gonna be nice someone's gotta do this for you
0: i might have it say to, on the if... chainsaw the saws family or something something like wait. that and what in texas chainsaw massacre isn't it oh. doesn't it say on the, on the... Oh, Shit! wait know. brad
4: you're supposed to know this nah. this,
0: this guy did not even department. know about svhs <laughs>
4: brad, i mean his, he just blew up Jesus his whole shit Christ, Brad. <laughs> Your my, Achilles heel my has been dead. sliced.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, you got a long way to come that's back dying, before we believe man. anything you say. It's
2: true, SVHS just totally knocked me over. I haven't <laughs> recovered yet from that. <laughs> so,
4: I, the one thumb th- 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 for me that's funny is like I know I don't get to meet people who are like proper from like Bay Ridge, Bensonhurst, that area. <laughs> like when I was growing up, all I knew of Brooklyn was the stories. My my mom grew up in Williamsburg. But, you know, in the 40s and 50s, it's right. a little different. And, uh, and Spike Lee movies. <laughs> right. I never had a reason to go to Brooklyn yet. Right. Like, there's, there wasn't venues. There wasn't right, stuff right, right. you went to. There was just... It was Brooklyn. Right. You were trying to leave Brooklyn, right? Like, yeah. not get yeah. there. Uh, but the way Spike Lee always, like... Between 25th Hour and Do the Right Thing, the way yeah. I saw, like, white people in Brooklyn was insane. Yeah, horrible. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. like, crazy. And I always think that Benson scene in Hurst. 25th Hour, Benson the guy Hurst. holding the yeah, back, yeah. yeah, Bensonhurst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's do awful. you know guys like that? Of course. Yeah, they yeah, actually do exist, They're though. based
0: on true events, yeah. you know?
4: Um, Is it, like, a thing from the past, like, seeing, like, a real, like... Italian guy and a wife beater just being like a super hard ass with the chains and shit, or is that I just most, everyday life? Most of still. those
0: folks have like moved to New Jersey by now. <laughs> um or Staten Island. Yeah, um yeah. but you still you still got some some people living the dream out there. Yeah,
4: yeah. Um those are your constituents. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, you know what's interesting about Brooklyn is like when even when the band started, like nine, in the early nineties, it was like was not a selling point to be from Brooklyn. It was no. like you're from where? They just thought you were like biohazard, right? Like they didn't
4: know. Go play the Lamore. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Like uh-huh. you know,
0: I was never like, "Oh wow, so cool! You're from Brooklyn." Yeah, you know? it took a long time before. By the time that happened, it was like over. Sure, <laughs> you
2: know. Yeah, yeah. Right. By
0: the time like the Yeah, yeah came out, it was like twenty years
4: later. You yeah, know? and then but the Yeah, yeah Yeahs were the pioneers, though. They really carried the torch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trailblazers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where'd we be without them? I don't I mean, know. Man. Be sad. We'd have less pretty songs, <laughs> right?
0: I suppose a few.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she she dresses real cool. They're still together,
4: right? Yeah, I think, I think so. they're
3: just we're doing some stuff.
4: I don't mind some of their later. I think latest at this stuff. point they yeah. get back every couple of years to hit some festivals and yeah, that old gig. I mean, yeah, that it.
3: old gag, Benny. Yeah,
4: hey man, fire subjects. it up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, it's my first round. But We're back, baby. I don't care.
0: I I remember thinking that like wow it'd be so cool (laughs) one day to be the band that goes just and does the weekend wherever, right? And that is the most the most hectic, annoying, (laughs) awful shit ever. Crazy. Yeah. We got flown out to play London for a weekend. Everyone was like, wow. I'm like, no 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 no. no, no. It's gonna be horrible. (laughs) Like the twenty minutes you're on stage was a fucking great. Right. But the rest was just chaos.
4: Chaos. Insane.
0: We were on the ground for like Four hours. The rest of the whole weekend is running around, you know? Right. But I remember thinking, wow, must be so cool. A band just come, they play you know, a quick festival, and they go back. It's yeah. like,
4: hit Big Ben. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like to yeah. London High. little stroll. Yeah. yeah. taking a crumpet. No.
3: You didn't have any meetings at Parliament or anything? <laughs> no, no, oh, that's yet. true. Oh, maybe
4: I could base it around that. Now. What's yeah. like the uh, European sister city for Bay Ridge? That's a good Doesn't question. Doesn't
0: every city have one? There is a town in, um... I think it's in Holland. Oh, my God. They're going to kill me for not... No, it's in Norway, I think, that is, like, in love with Bay Ridge. Really? And they have, like, a fake, like... They have, like, an avenue that's, like, made to mimic the neighborhood. What?
4: Yeah, something's obviously (laughs) awry. um, um, Ooh, ooh, while we have you here, best slice.
0: Oh, that's hard, man. Yeah,
4: get us... Wait, we need... Three answers from you. Okay, <laughs> we need so when I, when you slice. Say
0: slice. I'm talking about a street slice, slice pie. You go up to the window. They give you the paper plate. It's yeah. like 250. And I'm talking no, no you know bougie, what we're getting, not good bougie. thin
4: crust. Yeah, All red right. sauce cheese pie. <sighs> you got give p- me give me Bay Ridge, give me Brooklyn, give me New York.
0: Wow, that's hard. Well, New York, I go straight to um, John's. Okay, very good, legit
4: very good. The best. One in Jersey City now, Jonah. Even though really? I know you nice. don't think we eat, but... I know, I know. I know. John's is legit. It's good. Um, the John's garlic rolls. I'm, see, now
0: yeah. you're going off the menu. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm just
4: fancy. getting hungry now. I'm
0: just um, so, yeah, John's. John's and then Brooklyn. Fuck. That's tough,
3: man. It's like you're having some indecision over there. Oh! That's Ring Richard the bell!
0: <laughs> um... Brooklyn, I don't know. I mean, I really, I really only know my area. You know, like Brooklyn Slice, like Luzos is really good. Have you been to Luzos no. on Atlantic what, Avenue? How, so how okay. does that's not a slice, Ridge, though.
2: How does the Bay Ridge? Let's say, yeah, let's. Localize. How does it compare? Where are it, we going for no a great comparison. slice in Bay Ridge?
0: Have you ever been to this place in San Francisco that? San Diego, that apparently... It's called Bronx Pizza. No. And they claim that they ship water out from New York. Crazy. Which I don't buy it, but it no. tastes like New York pizza. Huh. I don't know how they do it. Anyway, Bay Ridge would say Pizza Wagon is reality. That okay. place is open till... it never close. Okay. It's really good. Um, there's a place called... So there's old. There's a place called Nino's, but the old, there's a kid that basically grew up working at Nino's who now owns his own place. Oh. And if you want that old school
4: Nino's taste, gotta go his you got to go to his spot, <laughs> which <laughs> What's is his spot? Leo's Casa Calamare. Which I'm assuming Nino's son is named Leo. Is no, it wasn't his son. He's oh. a Greek.
0: He's actually a Greek
4: guy. Oh, okay. He just yeah, worked yeah, yeah. there. So um, Leo carried on the Nino's tradition. Oh, he
0: got he stole all the wow. the, uh, the recipes. That's like
4: the new Cleveland Browns, like. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. The, yeah, the new originals.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I guess I mean Ellen B. Spumoni Gardens. You ever been there?
4: I've. You know what? I've I've actually regretfully only had Spumoni Gardens at Barclays Center. Oh my god, I have Yeah. A... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spumoni Gardens does like the cheese
0: first, and the sauce is oh, on like the top. grandma style. It's no. It's like they get the dough, and then it's before. Usually, you put
4: sauce first. Yeah, they put yeah. The cheese first. Right.
2: I had it like that in uh, in Italy, actually.
4: At a place, some places do that. They call it grandma pie. Yeah, I know it's grandma sure. pie. Yeah, yeah. but is they it's put the sauce sauce cheese top, first, right? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't know, man. Or no, is grandma pie just normal that like and then like an extra sauce so. on top? Oh, yeah. yeah there is sauce pie. on top on a grandma. Oh, there is. Yeah, but they usually drizzle a little it's a drizzle sauce. But before, there's still the foundational okay. sauce. So we're talking like almost like a white pie with sauce on Boom. top. Boom, gotcha.
0: and is really yeah. good. Curious. There's a place. There's a lot. There's a lot of good pizza in Bay Ridge. You could do a pizza crawl just in Bay Ridge, man. Maybe that could be like a come visit Bay Ridge part of promotional thing, like like a Bay Ridge Ridge pizza tour. I would do that. That'd be awesome. Maybe that guy. Who's that guy that does those pizza tours? There's some guy that takes. This is his whole life. He takes people around to try pizza. In the best job ever.
4: Yeah. I mean. You should interview this guy. He probably fucking hates pizza now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Everyone always says that though. I've worked at pizza places, delis, all that shit. I fucking love pizza and sandwiches. I'll never stop eating pizza. My first job was
0: working in a pizzeria.
4: It's New York. This is like, if you grew up around here, like that's everyone asks, like, what's your food? That's our food. Yeah, yeah. Pizza and sandwiches. Did you like the pizza in Italy? No. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's different. Everything is. Different.
2: I was young. I was pretty young when I went. So I was. I was all about the New York pizza. Yeah, and experience. It's not pizza to me. Yeah. Now I might like it. I don't know.
4: Yeah. It's different. I mean, it's like. It's, I think. I think America perfected it. They invented yeah. it. We perfected it. Yeah. There's nothing like no one. New York slice pie is a whole genre unto itself. Yeah. Yeah. I go for a slice over the bougie pie. Yeah. You do you have a.
3: you go toppings? What's your what's your go-to slice? I just
0: go straight bareback.
3: Straight bare back.
4: <laughs> I <mean>, that's how <laughs> you can tell. Just that's, cheese and sauce. That's it. the true test. That's <laughs> the true test. You can't start fucking with some like, let me get a chicken parm slice on your first try. You need to taste the crust, taste the sauce, yeah, yeah, yeah. taste the cheese, and you gotta do the test. You gotta take it off the plate and see if your lip dips down. Right, you know what I mean. <laughs> <that. laughs> got to stay straight. You need that straight. Dude, I gotta just stay ordered. Straight.
2: I just ordered ten pies, eight pies from Lombardi's on. Uh,
4: Sunday. Oh, Lombardi's is legit. What are you Days doing? Ago? Ordering eight pies? What, what for, you got uh, going on? Ten year old birthday party. Oh, nice.
2: Not, but, uh, not even. close. Do used Don
0: Fuerz used to be right down the street from Lombardi's.
4: Yeah, it's going to be hard for me not to get pizza on the way home now. Yeah,
0: this is impossible. Yeah. How,
4: how do you guys feel when you see someone do the
2: napkin blot? That's just. I mean,
0: <laughs> if you got to take your shirt off, just do it. Don't do the napkin blind. Yeah. I mean, Come on. Or I you know, mean, back there's... in the day, the guy you were describing before with the baseball That's bat okay. yeah. would hang. The, he would in his Cadillac Eldorado would hang the, the slice out the window. No, <laughs> so the oil would drip <laughs> onto the street. Yeah, he had a whole system.
4: It's like when your socks are wet. Yeah. I don't I don't want it to
0: mess up the leather. <laughs> That's
4: a good move. And then when it's fully oh dripped, God. then you bring it in. I'll never get the image out of my yeah, head yeah. of the Bensonhurst guy from twenty fifth hour paw. holding a slice at yeah. his window. Yeah.
0: It really happened based on true real
2: events. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give another shout out to Evan Moore and Linda Everswick, who are responsible for that awesome mystery friend theme. All right. Thank you to Justin for coming
3: by. Uh, If he goes back up for re-election, vote for him.
2: Yeah. I don't know when
3: that
4: happens. How many of our listeners do you think are in Justin's district? I don't know. A couple? There's got to be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he represents like 150,000 New Yorkers. Yeah. got to be some yeah. you know he had what's our demographics here do we get a lot of people from new wide york wide and far yeah i know we
2: have a lot of people from new york. Well, as, yeah. as you'll see benny at our first live podcast which oh. is going to be over by the time this airs but, but. i'm sure oh. it went great
3: hey yeah. by the way everyone <laughs> justin is in office from january 1st 2017 to december 31st 2021 <gasps> Woo. so january 1st 2022 let's get him back re-elected let's do it well he's this
4: st- is if he hasn't climbed the pole by the time. Oh, right, right. You know what I mean? We could be talking Maya. I would, feel, I would <laughs> vote for Justin to be president in
3: a Honestly, second. Honestly, I still, Hardcore
2: like... core president.
4: I have no, like, Justin's cool. <laughs> and I started following him on Twitter after <laughs> Me too. this interview. And I haven't stopped. Yeah. And he talks about, like, oh, last night, like, the fireman came out and fixed, like, something awesome thanks to the fireman. I'm like, this has nothing to do with me, but I'm still following Justin because yeah, so I kind of just support his thing now. Yeah. He's a, I do. Yeah. We need more guys like that in Hell office, yeah, I agree. You know? Because he's one of those ones too. It's like, I love when guys like Haym and John Joseph do like stuff like that. Because like, what are you going to say to those guys? No one's
1: Indeed, doing, what you what are you going to Are you going to try so
4: and fight him? <laughs> I'm I going to try and fight that guy. I'm not gonna try to fight anyone, really. <laughs> Jonah. That's where I think you should get your confidence up because i have taken I've seen your while. yoga photos, and your body's getting pretty chiseled.
3: It is, but that's such a different thing than being able to like use muscles in a fight.
4: I feel like you'll you'll be better off and excuse my reference, but it's the only one I can think of as more of like a uh, a bat girl like where you'd be much better at like avoiding contact and, and kind of
2: like you'd look good in that costume
4: too like you know all of a sudden <laughs> someone's trying to hit you and you're like on top of the window yeah and you're like oh you <laughs> can get like i think that's i like kinda that your vibe. Yeah, yeah no yeah. i i like that that's
3: what i'd want to be
2: yoga yeah. boy
3: yoga boy <laughs> try
4: to catch me <laughs>
3: That's how you sound.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I didn't see the voice coming, but I think it it works.
4: It does. It's because of the mustache. I was thinking, like, you know, snidely whiplash. Yeah. 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 Well, that was a great (laughs) interview, though, Justin Brandon. And of course. And maybe uh, if you really liked all this stuff and you're having a chuckle, maybe uh, donate to our page.
2: Patreon.com slash going off track. Yeah. Lots of incentives there to give you to... Get you to give us a little bit of coin. Or and the can-
4: more coin, I'm like getting closer
2: to offering nudity in some sense. <laughs> if people want it, I mean, I don't know. Let us know if you want it. Yeah, let I us guess. know. Of course, today's episode is also recorded at
3: Pulse, Pulse. Music.
2: Mm, Pulse, Pulse Music. In Midtown Manhattan. Uh, Thanks to them, as always, and Stephen Growalski for doing an amazing, yes, amazing they- job, as mm. you can hear. Mm.
3: And you can also go to Venmo.com off track. Leave a donation, or you can tweet at us, or... Buy a Spears. Buy a Spears,
4: or... Send good vibes. Say hi. Maybe an eggplant parmesan sandwich. Yeah.
2: Mm. Send Benny a DVD of, you know, bootleg 80s movie.
4: Yeah. I You know what I, I was really felt like watching today was the American president of Michael, Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going to get a little uh, viewing that. soon. I think it's my best, my favorite, uh, my favorite fake president. Yeah, is that fake president? He's a good, he is a good one, very presidential. Just like, man, I just want that guy around.
3: And don't forget to support Benny's band by buying a ticket for Governor's Ball this summer. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah. We need the draw. Eminem called me this morning. He's like, I'm not going to do his voice because you know it's too good. But he's just like, Hey, Benny, you know, like having a tough time in the New York area. Can you maybe drop a tweet? Yeah, you know, yeah. Because I have like. 11,000 Twitter followers. I well, think he M- Eminem has was many millions. He was
3: the one who actually got you guys to do the 59 sound thing. I heard.
4: Well, yeah, he's a big fan. Um, <laughs> and he hit me up to, I mean, he's a fan from, you know, back in the day when we used to play, we used to open for him when he would battle at the lyricist lounge right, in Harlem. Right, you right, right. Yes. Uh, it's some, it was probably mid, mid late 90s. Um, and, uh, I was much younger. Yeah. As, as he was. As was M. Um, yeah, and uh, he hit me up. He's just like, guys, there are some things that I believe to be moments in time. And uh, and I really think you should consider, you know, the things out there and weigh your options. And wait, I'll even throw in this caveat. He even said caveat. I'm like, wow, Eminem on the phone is just so <laughs> different, you know. And he's like, I'll play the gig with you. Any chance... Yeah, that's a gig, too. Caveat and gig. I don't want to like,
3: give anything away. Last question. Yeah. Any chance of a Gaslight Eminem collaboration on stage? That's kind of what everyone's wondering.
4: <sighs> I'm the one to give... The, you know, like... What can I say to just... Um, oh, you're going to get in so much trouble for letting this,
2: letting this be known, man. For against it? <laughs> <laughs> And we would all just like to apologize for being wasted this episode signed the writers. Oh, Paul Simon. Oh, that's weird. What a jerk. I thought that was going a little bit off track. <laughs> the writers just apologized for, Oh, gotcha. for being wasted this episode. It happens. It happens. I was wondering about some of the stuff. Brad's on Peyote.
3: <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks to Justin for coming by. Uh, we'll be back next week.